0: This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com.
1: To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score,
0: touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Slammed to the ground by Baker. like a torpedo. He came flying into the backfield, going for Hopkins. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins!
0: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by... Arizona Cardinals podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts.
1: Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20 at the 10. Touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's
2: Craig Grealoux, Mike Jarecki, and Bertrand Berry. Well, we have taken the show on the road, which can only mean one thing. It's training camp. The Cardinals Red Sea Report has reported to State Farm Stadium as have coaches and players and history being made today gentlemen. For the first time in almost two decades B-Train, no Larry Fitzgerald at training camp at least as we speak here on this Tuesday July 27th. I look down on the field, the run test your favorite part of training camp B-Train currently in progress yet there is no number 11 on the football field.
3: It's really weird, weird. It's weird to think that Larry's not there considering he's been there, he's been a mainstay for as you said the better part of two decades and it just shows that the NFL stands for not for long. Sometimes you have to uh, come to terms with that. You have to understand that at some point your favorite players are, are not going to be on the field and and you have to start to think about life without those guys. It's unfortunate, but whether it was going to be this year, the next year or the year after that. There is a finite time to be on that field and, and who knows what the future holds, but I, I just I know that that people are going to think differently of the Cardinals without having number eleven out there running around.
4: I texted Larry, I said, I look forward to seeing you for the conditioning test and he gave me the L O L. He's probably golfing somewhere.
2: Probably, yeah. It is certainly a new era here of Cardinals football, and no Patrick Peterson as well. So you look at, and we talked about this earlier this week, MJ, on Cardinals Cover 2, the longest tenured Cardinals player is DJ Humphreys, which is... A little eye-opening, but drafted in 2015 and, yeah, about to enter his seventh season with the Cardinals.
4: Yeah, and I I want to say probably the most tender defensive player, Chandler Jones.
2: Correct, who, by the way, Gang is here, as is Jordan Hicks. That was something else that we are going to pay attention to on report dates, but those two players be trained here, and I think it's it's no big surprise. Both have been in the news basically all offseason long, but for players in that locker room when it comes to – contracts when it comes to how happy you are do you want to be here do you not want to be here how much is that discussed or is that kind of taboo to a certain extent and just tell me if you're going to be available on Sundays once the regular season begins
3: it's not discussed at all the one thing about the NFL is there's 53 individual contractors and everybody's got to worry about their situation you can't worry about other people's contracts you can't worry about what they've got going on you got to make sure that you're doing your best to make sure that you're still on the team and that your business is being tended to. So there's no worrying about other guys. When they come back, they'll be welcome with open arms because they know they're a better team with them. But right now, you've got to take care of your business and, and make sure you yourself are doing everything that you can do in order to help
4: this team win. You know, speaking of Chandler Jones, you know last year I thought he came in a little heavy, and you know he told us at the end of the year he could have used a preseason game. But he looks, he looks a lot better this year. You can see he's, he's dropped some weight. Um, you can see he's been working out based on his Instagram, and he's not willing. He's willing to take his shirt off from me. He didn't do that last year. So just first observations, he really looks like he's going to be motivated to put up big numbers, and I think the Cardinals are looking forward to that.
2: Now, before the run test actually began, MJ, there was one player running by himself, and it shouldn't be any <laughs> surprise to anyone, but Dennis Gardeck, who is opening up training camp on the pup list, is still rehabbing, but he wants to do everything that everyone else is doing, so he kind of did his own run test. It's probably just part of his conditioning, but Dennis Gardeck, yes, is here, and I think it might be sooner rather than later before we see him on the practice field.
4: Yeah, again, he's got to be clear by the medical staff i'm sure if they ask them he'll be ready but uh, he is wearing a nice little uh, knee brace on his knee obviously you got to make sure when you're cutting you know uh, i guess uh, east and west you got to make sure you plant your foot and he's doing a lot of that stuff with trainers so it's good to see him out here and clearly he's going to do everything in his power and win bet against them curious to see when we get to week one where is he at
2: Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. The run test still in progress. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury will address the media following. We'll give you the latest once he speaks. Speaking of players speaking, though, how about this? J.J. Watt, the Cardinals social media department, catching up with J.J. as he checked into the hotel. And I know you'll like this and appreciate this, B-Train, because it was asked of Watt, what's the best part of camp? And J.J. Watt's response, quote, when it's over and the real games start, end quote. Spoken like a true veteran.
0: All right, I was
3: going to say the best part about camp is leaving. And (laughs) for me, I I understand it's a necessary evil. You have to go through it in order to get ready for the season. But if you're a veteran, if you're a guy that's been through a handful of these, seven or eight of them, when you get to double digits, I mean, then it just becomes, okay, how much work do I have to do today? Let's get through it. And you, you, you look at it strategically and you, you just find a way to uh, keep yourself motivated on a day-in and day-out basis. And, and you don't look big picture. You just look at the task at hand.
2: Hey, story time, B-Train, uh, as we open up today's show. Your best memory of reporting to training camp, whether that was you know at, at any number of your stops or maybe even with the Arizona Cardinals reporting to Flagstaff?
3: Well, the, the thing that a lot of people don't know about me, I used to cry every time I, I drove to training camp, whether it was here in Indy or, you know, Indy, Denver, or here in, in, in Arizona, I always cried because I knew that I was about to embark on a, a month, maybe month and a half long journey, uh, beating my body up, being tired, sore, and not really wanting to do a whole lot. But then once you get there, uh, it's, it's, it's all about the fellas. You see you guys, you smell the grass, and, and your body starts to react, and it's time to go. My favorite one is after the Super Bowl, and I was driving up the flag, and you could see fans all the way up. And right when you got into Flagstaff, you could see there was so much red. I mean, it it literally was a red sea, and and the fans really came out to appreciate and and watch us go through the rigors of training camp. Uh, It was just a special feeling knowing that from that day forward, Cardinal fans wouldn't look at this team the same again.
4: You know, the year after the Super Bowl is the first time they put barricades up in Flagstaff because, you know, the fans had great access, I mean, depending on the lower field or the upper fields, but he's right. You know, I remember Flagstaff. I mean, there's some good stories out there, and, you know, you always get that afternoon downpour, and, you know, it was just interesting where you had the high altitude, and then the team was able to come down the hill. and. You know, now they have the bubble so they can practice indoors. But it was beneficial just from an altitude standpoint. From a football operation standpoint, it makes total sense what they're doing now here at State Farm Stadium.
2: And a select number of practices here at State Farm Stadium will be open to the fans. Admission parking are free. However, digital tickets will be required for stadium entry for a complete list of open practices and to secure your tickets visit azcardinals.com slash camp ticks that's azcardinals.com slash camp ticks now b train what's this i hear about a, a skunk uh during training camp and uh, perhaps a, a rib played on a teammate
3: <laughs> well the last camp that i was in in flagstaff i was packing up we were getting ready to leave my favorite part as i talked about earlier and I was going to the car to put my last set of things in the in the truck, and all of a sudden I hear this scratching on the concrete, and lo and behold, it's a skunk right behind me. And he rolls up on me, and, and you know, it's kind of dark, so I didn't really recognize it at first. But then I looked at it, and it looked at me, and then all of a sudden flashed a tail. I had on flip-flops. And let's just say the flip-flops were not on my feet as I made my final destination. <laughs> uh, you, you, you thought I was quick around the edge. I was out of there, quick, fast, in a hurry. And, uh, you know, I know what happens when they flash their tail. So for him to flash it at me, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to be a victim the last day of training camp and, and have to live, live that down for the rest of the
4: season. It's a true story. I was petrified of skunks up there because we were, at the time, the media was allowed to stay in the dorms uh, opposite where the players were. And a lot of players, including the media, you'd bring in food in there and then there's a garbage can. Skunks would always be there. And I was on the lookout every single time. I want to say when Jake Plummer may have been a rookie, uh, Larry Senators put a skunk in his uh, his, his dorm. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL.
2: Yeah, that that that's just that's just mean because unless you request a room change that's going to linger for quite a while and Especially if it's at the beginning of camp, and then two days back in the day, yeah, it's uh, certainly not fun. But uh, yeah, no two days anymore. B train things are a little bit different. And uh, Devon Kennard, by the way, just tweeting out that he has officially passed his conditioning test for the eighth time. So yeah, this is a day that players are certainly looking forward to B train, and then as quickly as they get here, it's like okay, let's let's put this aside and let's concentrate on the X's and O's.
3: Yeah, it's it's part of the drill, and, and you understand why the teams do it. You want to make sure that guys are taking care of themselves while they're not with the team and doing team activities. And so uh, you get it. I mean, it's not impossible. It's not something that they're trying to to make so hard that, that nobody can pass it. But uh, it's it's just part of the deal. It, it comes with training camp, and, and you do it, and then you move on. But I just want to say that, that story with Larry Sinners and, and, and Jake Clemmer, Uh, That story stinks.
2: Maybe (laughs) it's too soon for that, but I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about dad jokes, B-Train. I mean, Seriously.
5: Bad jokes
2: rule. Again, just getting started here. The Cardinals Red Sea Reports, Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. We are here at State Farm Stadium. The run test still in progress, but good news. Bird gang, Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks both here in attendance, and we will follow along to what head coach Cliff Kingsbury has to say once he addresses the media here in a matter of moments single game tickets are on sale now visit azcardinals.com slash game ticks that's azcardinals.com slash game t-i-x on the other side Kyler murray the running game the offense overall certainly a lot of eyes maybe all eyes going to be on year three for this offense led by kingsbury and murray the head coach quarterback tied at the hip and certainly big things expected as far as the progress that this offense continues to make being a lot more aggressive and certainly more efficient. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: shotgun has the football short set throws a deep ball left side single coverage and it is pulled in by DeAndre Hopkins and he's got a touchdown what a throw by Kyler Murray and what a catch by Nuke to put the Cardinals on the board with 239 to go in the first.
5: Nuke was one-on-one great throw by Kyler Murray
1: but an even better read touchdown. We said it's going to be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Whoever plays better, that's who's going to win this game. Snaps to Murray, and he keeps it himself, running left. Got a defender with him at the five. Breaks a tackle, dives, ball comes out, but he crossed the plane, touchdown. Kyler Murray somehow,
5: someway found a way to get that pig across Pater.
2: Big time play, Kyler Murray. Hey, hey, hey. Some of the highlights from last season, Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley, six touchdown catches by DeAndre Hopkins a year ago, 11 rushing touchdowns from Kyler Murray and just me, MJ, and B-Train, but uh, I certainly, MJ, would like to see those numbers maybe reversed here in 2021 to where Hopkins is in double figures in touchdown grabs, and Murray, not that he's running less, but maybe just doesn't need to run as much, especially near the goal line.
4: Exactly. And that's the reason why they went out and got James Conner. Now, you know, you figure with A.J. Green and Christian Kirk, where he's got a chip on his shoulder, and then Rondell Moore, where we'll see if he can take the top off the defense. I mean, I, you got to think when you get in the red zone, you're going to target uh, DeAndre Hopkins he, If he's getting one-on-one coverage, now the safety can come over, and over the top help. So, Yeah, I I would think that that number would go up. He had as many touchdowns as Christian Kirk last year, and I think Kirk had six in the first eight weeks, and I don't know if he had another one the rest of the season, obviously dealing with some injuries and COVID. But, yeah, um, I think Hopkins could have put up more touchdowns. And, again, uh, depending on if they're going to roll coverage over, that's going to open up somebody else.
2: It is the one skill set, I think, B-Train, that really separates Kyler Murray from the rest of his fellow quarterbacks, and that is just how dynamic he is – combined arm and legs if you want to throw Lamar Jackson that's fine but I do think Kyler Murray is maybe a little bit more elusive but that is the danger what is the weapon that the Cardinals have as far as under center or in most cases out of the shotgun with Kyler Murray this season is you don't know what to do as far as a defense because you have to be prepared for both
3: yeah I love the fact that he is such a dual threat quarterback and he's shown that he has the ability to really make defenses look silly if given the opportunity and uh, he really doesn't want to run the football as much but if forced to he is as dynamic as some running backs or most running backs if you will and his ability to make guys miss in a short space is second to none so I know he wants to get the ball down the field to the requisite weapons more than having to run the football because that puts him at risk of injury but what a luxury to have those type of wheels uh, if the play breaks down and you're forced to to, to uh, come up with something on the fly.
2: Kyler averaged 6.2 yards per carry second best mark in the league and that is certainly saying something now what to expect here in year three let's listen in on a conversation Dave Pash had with the head coach recently and Cliff Kingsbury
6: what do you think is the next step for him for Kyler this year I mean I, I I've always said I think we're just scratching the surface with what he can do as far as dynamic as a runner, tremendous thrower, and and I think it's it's on all of us him included just to figure out what are we best at as an offense and, and then really push all in towards that and I think we Steve's done some great things um, personnel wise bringing some some really veteran leadership in here that's going to help us build it the way we want but uh, his his ceiling is as high as anybody in the league and and you know it's our job to help him get there
2: part of a larger conversation that the voice of the Arizona Cardinals Dave Pash had with the head coach the Dave Pash podcast coming soon to your preferred podcast provider. You can get the latest updates on the Pash podcast via via Twitter. Just follow at PashPod. Scratching the surface, B-Train, I think that is something that, many people believe because we've seen kyle murray improve from year one to year two and then now hopefully it's year two to year three you go from offensive rookie of the year to pro bowl and i don't know what the next step as far as a postseason honor is going to be and i don't even think anyone cares as long as that the postseason includes the arizona cardinals playing in a ball game as opposed to maybe a postseason honor but uh what are you looking forward to seeing out of kyle murray here in year three
3: I just want to see him lead this team to victories. I don't need to see him do anything individually. We know he can throw the ball down the field. We know he can run. His physical attributes speak for themselves. The thing that I want to see is him lead this team to wins, and especially when you talk about fourth quarter wins, comeback wins, just win. It really doesn't matter how it looks. I think a lot of people get so caught up in how you win, and it's got to be pretty. I'm okay with an ugly win because – wins are very hard to come by in this league and if you are fortunate enough to have enough of those wins whether they're ugly pretty or whatever then you find yourself playing extra football and and that's the goal for every team in this league is to play extra football because if you play well enough in the extra football then you know they give you a little hardware that you can hold on to for the rest of your life so he doesn't have to really prove anything as far as what he's shown on the field, I just want to see him be that leader. I want to see him take that next step of maturity and have this team follow his example and be that guy that's responsible for this team getting much needed wins for the Arizona
4: Cardinals. Yeah, I definitely think he's shown some leadership this offseason. Clearly, you know, getting uh, A.J. Green to go to Dallas and work out there. And obviously, Hopkins was at the uh, OTAs in, in the mandatory minicamp. You know, there's things that Kyler Murray clearly with the addition of Rodney Hudson and, you know, it looks like, you know, they're going to have great great protection and they did a better job last year protecting Kyler Murray. But, you know, now when you got Rodney Hudson who should be able to help with the calls, you know, you want Kyler to step up in the pocket. Give give your offensive line a second or two where you can make those intermediate throws from 11 to 19 yards. That's got to improve. He has no problem throwing over 20-plus yards. And then I want to see him roll outside the pocket a little bit and throw on the run. But, you know, the reason why we're bringing up this third year, because you look around the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he sat his first year. In his third year, obviously he put up big numbers. You look at Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield now in the same system for the second year. That's the time, and that that's where you make the jump. And that, that's what the Cardinals are expecting, not only from him, but also clean – Cliff Kingsbury in his offense.
2: Yeah, year three, Josh Allen, people point to with the Buffalo Bills as far as the numbers, his own personal numbers increasing, and obviously the win total of the Buffalo Bills increasing as well, and that's to say that there's a correlation, but when you look at comps around the league, that's what people point to as far as among quarterbacks, is like what can Kyler Murray do compared to what his predecessors and his peers have done? Yeah,
4: and I think B-Train pointed it out, you know, when it came to Zayvon Collins about his eyes, but to Kyler Murray, it seems like the game has slowed down for him and I think Colt McCoy will be a nice sounding board for him Uh, whether it's in camp or coming to the sidelines because he's seen a lot of the the defenses out there. So uh, again, there's a lot of room for improvement, but I I like the direction he's heading from a leadership standpoint.
2: What should also help is a solid offensive line that begins at the center position in the addition of Rodney Hudson. Should Kyler Murray have more time to look downfield for his playmakers, meaning he has time not so much to move around in the pocket, but just to step up into the pocket, something that Kyle Vandenbosch recently on the Big Red Rage, discuss with Paul Calvisi and Ron Wolfley.
5: To a large degree, Kyler's maturing as a quarterback. He's he's trying to stay in the pocket more. He's trying to uh, let plays develop down the field more. You know, early, especially throughout his rookie year, uh, read one was covered, read two was covered, and he was gone pretty quickly. I think as he matures and, and as the game continues to slow down for him, I think you'll see him stay in the pocket more.
2: And, of course, we talk a lot, B-Train, about the line of scrimmage, the offensive line, the defensive line, but the O-line for the Arizona Cardinals, those five guys, and maybe let's throw in – six seven if there has to be you know someone coming in from the sideline to spell someone because of an injury but those guys probably don't get a lot of love unless something happens negatively but i think those five guys may be the most important players on the field just because what they're asked to do protect kyle murray and open up some rushing lanes for chase edmonds and james connor
3: great we've talked about this many a times whenever you have successful teams it always starts with those five guys up front and we know that no news is good news for those guys. And the best ability is availability for them. So the more they can stay on the field together and, and work uh, in in unison to, to make sure they protect the quarterback and open up the run game and, and allow the quarterback to pass the ball down the field, the more chance you have for success with your team overall. And, yeah, there are a lot of units that are important, but that offensive line is, is one of those key uh, units that – when you see them playing at a really high level more times than not, the team is having a lot of success. So even as a defensive guy, I, I love it when those guys are on my team are able to road grade the other defensive linemen and, and establish the line of scrimmage and, and maintain uh, possession of the ball and just wear them down and, and keep me off the field so I can be on the sideline with, 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 with Gatorade in my hand watching watching the show.
4: You know, you look at the Cardinals and, you know, bringing in J.J. Watt, they upgraded the defensive tackle position, hopefully a uh, motivated and healthy Jordan Phillips. And then you look at A.J. Green, they've upgraded the uh, the wide receiver position. But, Craig, you and I were having a conversation on Cards Cover 2, and we really were surprised with the J.J. Watt signing. But the turnaround and, and trade for Rodney Hudson, you think that's the most important signing in the offseason, or in his case an acquisition?
2: I do, just based off what he can mean. Because you keep talking about, you know, that upside-down you to where Kyle Murray, instead of drifting, back now can move up into the pocket now all of a sudden he's got an extra half second full second to scan the field and with these offensive weapons at wide receiver now all of a sudden you're asking the defense to cover a little bit more and DeAndre Hopkins gets open AJ Green Christian Kirk Rondell Moore Andy Isabella Keyshawn Johnson the tight end position or running back out of the backfield I just think when you have that anchor in the middle of the offensive line then everything just kind of flows from the inside out.
4: And I think you know you're looking at Hudson's numbers. I mean, he's one of been one of the best centers in football, changing conferences, but you know I I just uh, the fact that he's going to take a ton of pressure nothing against Mason Cole there's a reason why they upgraded that position I thought AQ Shipley you know kind of being a glue guy they missed him um, and he knew how to call the defenses and call the calls but here it's going to take a lot of pressure off collar where he can actually uh, go through his check downs and make the decision not where earlier in his career maybe his rookie season one uh, look or two looks and he would take off it's got to be completely different
2: and a solid run game also will help the quarterback as well this team was very good running the football a top 10 rushing offense but it's what happened over the final seven games where they averaged less than four yards to carry the run game b train just wasn't nearly as efficient and it really it really took down the overall offense as well to where i think Kyler Murray felt like he needed to do a lot, but if you have James Connor, if you have Chase Edmonds, Jonathan Ward, Eno Benjamin, whomever is running that football, maybe even a Rondell Moore as well, now all of a sudden you don't have to rely and count on Kyler Murray to get those rushing yards.
3: Yeah, you bring in a James Conner; he's a guy that's going to be a closer for this team. I see him having a prominent role in the second half of games once you've established a lead and you let your defense go out there and establish a style of play and yes, that takes the pressure off of off of Kyler, and he doesn't have to to run with the football as much and open himself up for the risk of injury. But last year, the thing that I thought that that really stifled the offense was the penalties, the the self-inflicted wounds, the the false starts, and, um, you know, holding penalties, all those type of things that that kept them in in long situations where you had 15, 10-plus yards to go in order to get a first down. It just makes it so hard to to be able to convert and and sustain drives. So, hopefully they've learned from those mistakes and they self-evaluated and, and uh, they've upgraded at, at, at certain positions too so that that should go a long way with that but uh, I know that this team they definitely want to establish a physical style and if they can do that then I really believe it levels the playing field and it's very competitive NFC West.
2: Chase Edmonds and James Connor just what will they mean to the offense something Kyle Vandenbosch brought up recently on the Big Red Rage. I hope it's
5: by committee. I mean, I hope they both almost split the carries equally. I mean, they both have a different skill set. You know, Chase Edmonds, is he's got the speed and he's got the quickness and he's got the ability to be be a home run type running back. And James Conner can, you know, pound it down your throat and he can wear down the defense. And there's value to that running back that can score an 80-yard run, but there's also... So much value to a running back that you can give the ball to in a four-minute drill when you're trying to protect the lead and there's not a lot of teams in the nfl that have both on their roster and i feel like the cardinals do
2: by the way mj chase edmonds as we speak meeting the media and quote he has put on a few pounds and leaned out a bit says he checked in at 205 today
4: and that's something that, you know, Nioh has a 17-game schedule. Don't know how much we're going to see him in the preseason. Uh, they'll put the pads on next week. So, you know, that's going to be the question. Can he withstand a 17-game schedule? Um, you know, the bye week comes somewhere in the middle of the season. That helps. Um, but at the same time, they're not asking him to be the workhorse. He's not going to be the guy that's going to carry the ball 25 times a game. That's that's where James is going to come in. You get to these third and two, fourth and one, you get on the goal line. Conner's 6'3", 222 pounds. He should be able to move the pile.
2: I do think there is room for both in this offense just because on what they each do very well and then what they each do that the other one doesn't do as well. Specifically, that's Edmonds catching the ball out of the backfield.
4: Yeah, and the Cardinals, let's say they want to go 11 personnel, three wide, one tight, one back. You can motion him and, and, and then put him as a wide receiver, and we know he's very fluid in the open field making guys miss when he gets to the secondary.
2: Cardinals on offense look very, very good on paper, of course. Now we just need to see it materialize through training camp, preseason, and the regular season. So, B-Train, I know there is a lot of excitement about what this offense has the potential to do, but, uh, well, you know what they say about potential.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, you have to go out and do it. And, and everybody looks good. Everybody has a chance to win a championship right now. But you've got to put in the work. You've got to make sure you're committed to excellence. And if those guys are willing to do that, then I think a lot of people will walk away very happy with the results of 2021.
2: If you like what you hear here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, we invite you to subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Go to azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. We have hit halftime on this week's show. In the second half, an updates on Chandler Jones and Jordan Hicks. What the head coach had to say. Cliff Kingsbury addressing the media post-run test. As we continue here live from State Farm Stadium, Cardinals training camp powered by Cox, Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Bertrand Berry. It's the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
3: All right, Mr. J.J. Watt, Captain America known in these parts. What I see is a guy who leans a lot now on just the things he's seen in life. His technique is impeccable and you have to do that, because father time is undefeated. It's funny, everybody in the NFL wanted J.J. Watt, then Arizona blessed to get him. Oh, he's old, he can't play no more. This guy still can play football in the NFL, and he can play at a high level.
2: We're all looking forward to seeing J.J. Watt in a Cardinals uniform. That is defensive line coach Brenton Buckner on Episode 1 of Season 4 of the Emmy Award-winning Cardinals flight plan. By the way, you can catch all of Cardinals flight plan on the Cardinals' official YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash Cardinals. Just hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the action we'll get into jj watt here but uh as they say you always want to pay off the t's in the business so let's do that right now we talked about head coach cliff kingsbury addressing the media post run test obviously asked about chandler jones according to the head coach some good conversation he had with chandler and then quote looks in great shape and great spirits so that's good to hear with guarding jordan hicks according to the head coach mj hicks is quote ready to compete just have to wonder if he'll be allowed to compete considering that well zavin collins and isaiah simmons have both been basically penned in as your two starting inside linebackers
4: well you need depth and he's got experience and clearly he's not the same player maybe in the last couple years and you know it's tough when you don't when you don't have the the horses up front um he's a true pro he'll do exactly what he's asked to do you know at some point i'm sure you know um, if he can point things out to isaiah or collins i mean that's he's a pro so i, I anticipate but they do need some depth at that position you look at it you know zeke taylor uh, turner excuse me and then tanner verlejo you know collie pitts is more of a uh, uh more of a set the edge guy so they do need some depth there And curious to see how much he plays and you know, is he gonna be active on game day because When you're a backup, you have to play on special teams.
2: Yeah, certainly. Jordan Hicks has done a lot for the Cardinals in his first two seasons and now entering year three. J.J. Watt, 10 seasons with the Texans, now moving west to the Arizona Cardinals and moving to the NFC after so many seasons in the AFC. B-Train, we've talked a lot about J.J. Watt since the day he made the announcement that he was joining the Cardinals and for very good reason, one of the more accomplished players on either side of the football, not just defense. But now that training camp has arrived. We've seen glimpses in OTAs and minicamp. And just to let you in and everyone else be trained. But during the run test, J.J. Watt uh, did not cruise through the conditioning drill. He was out in front of everyone else. And that's what we've seen and heard all off season that this man leads by example.
3: And that's what you want from a 10-year veteran, a guy that understands his role, understands what he's brought here to do. And he knows all eyes are going to be on him, and he knows he's supposed to set the tone. He's the most accomplished player on that side of the ball. So they're going to look to him for leadership, and that's what he does. That's what he's always done since his days with the Texans, and nobody expected him to do anything short of that. So he's just doing what he's always done, and I think for the players, they want to see him go out there and perform. The, the front office wants to see him do those leadership-type things because that's what they paid him for. And, and the the big question about J.J. is just going to be his health. Can he stay healthy for 17 games and help this team get to where they want to go, which they haven't been able to do in the last couple of years. So uh, they've upgraded. They brought him here for a specific purpose. And, and as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to go a long way in, in helping this team reach all those goals that they set out
2: did play all 16 games last season in fact played 91 percent of the defensive snaps and now you just hope that that carries on here in 2021 with the Arizona Cardinals he can do a lot of different things along that defensive line Kyle Vandenbosch discussed that last week on the Big Red Rage it's going to be
5: fun to watch how they utilize all these weapons where they put people how they really mess with with offenses and and you have the ability with the versatility you know you move guys around and you take advantage of what an offense gives you um you can move guys around bring people from different places you can make quarterbacks step up where you want to make quarterbacks flush where you want to really harass quarterbacks you know the beneficiaries of this is going to be the defensive backs um If a quarterback doesn't have time and he can't look to that second or third receiver, this defense is going to be really flying this year.
4: You look at J.J. Watt, I mean, he could play the three technique, the five technique, the seven technique, and the wide nine. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see him and Chandler Jones line up on the same side. Who are you going to double there? And that's going to open up possibly guys like Jordan Phillips or even a guy like Marcus Golden coming off the edge. So um, I'm sure Vance has got a plan here. And you know, it's gonna be curious to see what his snap count is because you wanna keep him fresh and as you pointed out, he played a ton of snaps last year, he played in all sixteen games. You wanna make sure he's fresh and You know, first and second down, obviously he's a run down, and then third down, you know, you want to bring your packages in, but he's a guy that can get to the quarterback, so it's going to be tough to leave him on the sidelines.
2: B-Train, you've been pretty consistent all season long. If you're the defensive coordinator, if you're Vance Joseph, you're separating J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones as far as giving that defense, or excuse me, giving that offense uh, different looks as opposed to having those players maybe on the same side of the ball.
3: Yeah, I don't want to have them on the same side too often. I understand it's a nice change-up and, and put the offensive line in the bind, but if they see too much of that, then they're just going to slide to protection to that side, and so then it just becomes a wall built up to try to stop those guys. So you, you want to have them where they're on opposite sides and the center and the quarterback have to make a decision on which side they're going to slide the protection to, and then you have a, an, an all-pro type player on the other side potentially with a one-on-one with a great chance to get to the quarterback. So I think they're better apart than together uh, in that situation, but uh, there's going to be opportunities to have them on the same side. And and, uh, if you run stunts with the other guys, then they're going to have to step up too, because uh, you can do that if you have a a Marcus Golden come in and, and really play at a high level, because then it really becomes a dilemma. Well, where are you going to go? Now you're going to have to play everybody straight up and, we know that that JJ Watt and Chandler Jones, straight up against most players in the NFL, is not a fair match.
4: B-Train, That's why we enjoy having you on the show because you bring up a good point about slide and protection. Talk to our our listeners out there what that means for a defensive line when they slide protection, and where you know is, is it more of a numbers game.
3: So it's a num- It's a numbers game, and it's also the biggest threat. You always want to slide to protection to the biggest threat to the quarterback and. For Chandler Jones, he's on the outside, so you you want to slide him to you want to slide the protection to his side. You're either going to get a, a a a word that starts with a L, or you're going to get one that starts with an R. So for those that are listening on TV, if you hear Ringo, Ringo, Lucky, Lucky, then you know you're going to know that the the the, the line is going to slide to that side. And so once you slide to that side, the running back has to come and take up the slack to the side where they slid away from. So if you're a Marcus Golden, you're going to have either a, a running back or you're going to have a fullback or something coming to block you. And, and I just don't like most offensive chances if you have a Marcus Golden against a running back because he's going to present all kinds of problems. Or if you have one of those guys on either side and they slide to one, you, you really don't want a running back against the J.J. Watt or Chandler Jones. That's, that, that, that's just not a fair fight.
2: A little trick there. Next time we watch an NFL football game, especially when the Cardinals are on the road, there provided there by Bertram Berry. All right, what does the head coach Cliff Kingsbury think of JJ Watt? Once again, we go back to coach's conversation with Dave Pash on the Pash podcast. When you watch him
1: and when you talk to him, what what makes him special?
6: There's a certain level of intensity that he has. I mean, when he walks into any room in that building, I think everybody kind of stands up a little <laughs> bit straighter, whether it's the weight room, meeting rooms. I remember hopping on the first Zoom team meeting we had this offseason, and he's, you know, staring at you, writing down every word. And so he just he brings it every day, and, and guys feel that. And, and so I can't wait to get him out on the practice field and really get it going.
2: And that is something, MJ, I think we're all anxious to see, but maybe not so much now. Let's week one at Tennessee. That's where we really want to see J.J. Watt do his thing.
4: Yeah, at some point they're going to say you you, you get tired of hitting the same guys every day and they can have one-on-one matchups. But, you know, I I just want to – I know what his practice habits are just based on what you hear and read what happened in Houston. So hopefully that can wear off him and some other guys. Here's a guy that's going to be a future Hall of Famer. He's going balls to the wall in practice, you know, to – not to get anybody on the ground. So I think he's going to be a great leader out there and he's going to help some of these young guys when it comes to maybe they're feeling a little tired and they're grinding a little bit. So he's going to put their armor on him, But you can't you can't uh, overlook the leadership and the physicality that he's going to bring to this team.
2: By the way, the Cardinals did make a roster move defensively ahead of training camp. Veteran cornerback Daryl Worley has been signed to a one-year contract. Last season spent time with the Raiders, Cowboys, and Buffalo Bills. Just some more depth, some veteran depth in that cornerback room also offensive lineman marcus henry has joined the team as well 15 offensive linemen now on the roster 11 cornerbacks competing here all to hopefully make the 53 man roster when camp breaks or i should say when preseason is over with again cardinals flight plan available now via the cardinals youtube channel brings you behind the scenes of the cardinals featuring exclusive footage and interviews go to youtube.com slash az cardinals hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the action there are three episodes here in season four thus far and that will continue here during training camp cardinals training camp powered by cox this is the cardinals red sea report on the arizona cardinals radio network
1: sweep. Rondell Moore will get the first down and much more. How about this kid? I don't think they can catch him. Moore, touchdown. This is the move right here. Boom, foot in the ground, cuts back, and then there's the speed to be able to get to the outside. You're not going to catch him out there. Moore in motion. They get it to him. Moore in space. A burst of speed.
5: A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Underneath, Rondell Moore bouncing off the tackle,
0: and there he goes. Moore, a burgeoning star in college football in Rondell Moore.
2: And obviously the hope is we see that now in the National Football League. The Cardinals second round draft pick Rondell Moore wide receiver and we expect, we hope we believe the plan is for him to also return punts and kickoffs and utilize some of that speed. MJ, maybe, you know, make that first guy miss and all of a sudden, instead of it's a five, seven yard return, maybe he can break one off to a 15 plus yard return just to set up the offense in a little better field position.
4: Yeah, and, and that's the plan. They definitely want to improve on the punt return and kick return and also on the coverage. And, you know, hopefully Matt Prater can make those pressure kicks, uh, which wasn't the case last year. But that's where I think he's going to get his feet wet initially is is a return game. And then, you know, between him and Christian Kirk, you can go four wide. Uh, they both can play in the slot. I think they'll see a little bit of rotation there if they go 11 personnel, three wide, one tight, one back. So, um, you know, I always listen to Ron Wolfley and guys like Bertrand Berry. I you hate to get excited about rookies, but you could see the upside. And now it's just a matter of, you know, how do they adapt to the speed of the NFL?
2: I want to go back to something you said earlier in the show, B-Train, and that is leadership whether that is Kyler Murray whether that is J.J. Watts and you also touched on the penalties aspect and holding players coaches accountable as well that was a topic that Dave Pash broached with head coach Cliff Kingsbury again as we sneak a peek on what is to come with the Dave Pash podcast.
6: I think Steve's done a tremendous job of bringing in some real veteran leadership and, and that was an area that cost us some games last year due to lack of you know discipline which starts with me and and um, we all have to be more accountable on that front you know we had some tough penalties I think we led the league in Uh, offensive drives stalled by penalty and I I think we led the league in defensively allowing drives to continue based upon either pass interference or holding and that's just something if you want to take that next step and be a playoff football team you can't do that and we recognize that we wanted to bring in some veteran leaders that could help us really monitor things and and, um, you know practice at a discipline, uh, high effort, low every day. Yeah,
2: and whether that's J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, Sean Williams, A.J. Green, I mean, the list is long as far as the veterans that they added this offseason. By the way, the Dave Pash Podcast coming soon to your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at PashPod. We've touched on a lot this offseason, B-Train, but now that training camp is upon us, is there something that, uh, I don't know, maybe you're more interested in, over one thing when it comes to these practices, preseason games before we hit the regular season on September 12th?
3: I'm always interested in, in seeing how physical the camp is going to be. I, I know that there's certain restrictions and not allowing teams to to be physical in camp, but the one thing that I hated but is necessary is you have to have that, that competition. You have to have that physicality of camp and, and how physical will the Cardinals be. I know they're going to be limited But you have to be able to get some of that in in order to be ready for the beginning of the season because a lot of times you see the games are slow to start because there aren't a lot of contact. There aren't a lot of physical contact during camp. So I want to see just how physical the Cardinals are during camp to make sure that they hit the ground running once they're kicked off for real.
4: To me, health and a lot of times you got to get you be lucky. No major injuries throughout training camp. I know it's football. I know it's a physical sport. It's going to happen, but you know you just don't, don't don't want it to happen at certain positions. Anybody on the roster. So health and get out of here and, and make a run when starting in week one.
2: Yeah, get that familiarity, get that knowledge of the playbook, offense, defense, and special teams, and get through camp clean. Now, there are going to be some bumps and bruises. Sure. But knock on wood, nothing major, and I say that. You know, focusing in on Robert Alford because it's been two training camps now that he has gotten hurt that has cost him the entire season. And I do believe, b that Robert Alford, if healthy this offseason, or I should say this regular season, all of a sudden that defense really, I think, takes a gigantic step forward.
3: Yeah, and I'm rooting for him. I know how this feels to have season in and injuries and, and to be back-to-back. I, I've experienced that as well. Uh, a guy that, that just wants to get on the field and, and contribute to the team, I know He wants to do that desperately, so I'm definitely pulling for him, and and he does bring a certain uh, athletic ability that uh, they wouldn't have otherwise, so I hope he's able to stay healthy.
2: Again, fans, if you're interested in catching a glimpse of the 2021 Arizona Cardinals, you are invited to select number of open practices here at State Farm Stadium. Just go to azcardinals.com slash camp ticks for information on how you can make that happen. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, our senior broadcast manager and producer, Jim Almohundro, technical director, Jeff Darge. For Mike Durecki, Bertram Berry, I'm Craig Riolu. Special shout-out to sometimes co-host Kyle Lodegaard. Hope you missed the news yesterday on social media, announced that he is exiting the Arizona Cardinals. Bigger and better things on the way for Kyle. Appreciate him. How you're on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
0: You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Middle of the field of the end zone, Kirk, he got it, he's in, touchdown! Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. he's going to
0: score, touchdown! Oh, baby! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app.
1: Touchdown! Cardinals win!
0: This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. <laughs>